Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Morgan Ingram. Morgan is... We always like to kind of guests to introduce themselves in their own words, please. Yeah, so I started off in sales as a sales development rep. Basically what that means is someone who is scheduling meetings as a hunter, cold calling, emailing, etc. And when I was in that role, I was just going through a journey of trying to understand sales because sales is not easy. Uh, and then as I navigated that role, I realized that I wanted to share my insights with other people. So about four or five months into the role, I created a YouTube channel called the SDR Chronicles, basically documenting everything I was doing as a sales development rep and sharing that with my, with my audience on LinkedIn. That allowed me to grow my audience on LinkedIn to a pretty good amount. Yes. And then I got promoted to an SDR manager where I managed 13 reps. So getting that leadership and management experience. And because my YouTube channel was going really well, I got approached by a trainer called John, John Barrows. Uh, and I've been with this organization for like about four and a half years now. He trained Google, Salesforce, Slack. You're probably familiar with those companies. And he asked me to come in the organization to be a trainer. And so then I was like, okay, cool. Like that's interesting to me. I definitely want to be a part of that. And so for the past four years, I've been training companies on how to build pipeline, how to sell, how to break through the noise and companies just like we're on this right now, Zoom and things of that nature that I've helped. So that's like my background. That's where I'm coming from. That's awesome. And you know, a, a SDR role is not the, not an easy role. No, they're doing, they're doing all no. that work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And especially when it comes to cold calling and cold outreach. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to know more about that, you know, and, and if there's any pointers you can share. Um, but you know, a lot of people talk about cold calling is dead and, you know, mm. and all that, but I'm not sure if that's going to go ever. Uh, what are your thoughts on cold calling? So cold calling is dead. So this is, this is what I always have to ask people when somebody says yeah. something's dead, let's yeah. talk about what is the definition of dead? Yes. No longer existent. Yeah. Right. It, it can't move. It can't, it can't do anything. It's so done. Yeah from, my yeah, from my understanding, people are still scheduling meetings with cold calls. Yeah. So until exactly. every, until I get every hundred percent of people from sales are like, I, you know what? We can't connect with people. We're not getting any pickups. Then the conversation could change from what I'm still hearing. People are still scheduling meetings with cold calling and it's yeah. happening. Now, are you getting less pickups than before? Sure. Is it yeah. harder to find the data? Sure. However, cold calling is a unique way to reach out because most people are afraid to pick up the phone. We're in a society right now where people are afraid to have tough conversations. People are afraid of rejection as you know, most people are. And <clears throat> most people also are afraid to do something that's outside of their comfort zone. And that's what cold calling is. It's outside of your comfort zone. You're calling someone you don't know and you're getting rejected by somebody, which no one likes that feeling. But if you can master the art of handling that object, handling that rejection and the objections on the phone, then you will be a better sales rep if you know how to time block your time and make the calls because cold calling is the most controllable aspect of sales. I can have a dialogue with you versus email and things of that nature. I have no control over what's happening. So that's just something no. to consider for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and cold calling is because nobody's actually looking at it. 
especially yeah. nowadays, it's a pretty open market, you know. Um, and if you don't get that pickup on the first one, um, you know, it's a lot, it has to do a lot with the mindset as well of the individual. Yep. Um, when it comes to a daily effort of an SDR, would you have a, 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 an idea of percentage that would be good for an individual when trying to bring new leads into the funnel? What percentage should be done on, you know, cold calling? What should be done mm. on email? What should be done on social media? Like, you know, commenting on people's posts and interacting, yeah. engaging organically. So when it comes to prospecting, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a big four. We'll say this. So there's email, phone, social, mm-hmm. and video. Those mm-hmm. are, I would say the big four. Yes. And if you even take out video, you can say just the big three social email phone, right? So when it comes down to that, you have to evenly weight those out until you figure out which one's going to be more successful, right? So you could do 25, 25, 25, 25, right? For most in the beginning. people in the beginning, because you don't, you don't know what's going to work or not, because my answer for this question would be, it depends because I don't know what everyone's market is. I don't know if you're reaching out to SMBs, enterprise, mid-market, you're in EMEA, you're in APAC. Like, there's a lot of questions I would have to ask to give you a real answer mm. here. So without knowing that data, right? Because we can't, we can't survey everybody in the audience. So without, without knowing that data, right? Yeah. Even split for 25, 25, 25, right? Then what you need to do is you need to get a tool that allows you to track. There's a lot of tools out there that can do that. Sales engagement tools, health pocket, go figure that out. Then what you need to do is run a campaign for the next... 45 to 60 days. And then at the end of the 45 to 60 days, you can look at the data and say, how much time should I be spending on these activities? So let's just give an example. Let's say that, wow, I scheduled 70% of my meetings or email. Well, that means you need to up your email output. You probably may need to go to 60 or 65%, right? And bring down a couple of those other things that maybe weren't worth it, right? Maybe social goes down to 5%, right? So this is how you gauge how Mm. much effort you put into these channels. You don't know the answer without the data, though, because then you're mm. going off assumption and assumption leads you nowhere. Yeah. Like like anything, you know, it's trial and error and exactly. it's dependent on the individual and the product that they're selling. Yeah. So kind of a shotgun rule in the beginning and then kind of pan out, find out what's your what's your that that point where you feel good, too, because there's some yeah. people that just absolutely love videos. Right. They and do. then there's some people that absolutely love cold calling. You know, and yeah. they might usually get better success because they have that passion in it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So do you work with like uh, small guys too? Define small guys. What does that mean? Well, I'm saying your, your name, your name, some, some uh, impressive uh, people that, you know, the companies you work with. So I'm, I'm just wondering if you work with solopreneurs, right? Someone who's a coach, mm. for example, or a mentor. Do you work with them as well? Do you have packages for them as well? Sales is universal. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are pieces of sales that are different, obviously, with each industry and each, obviously, what's happening in their market. Sales is universal. To answer that question, yes, we do have that. We have a membership program. That's how typically we handle yeah. that. So that's where people could come in. They pay $365 a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm able right, to learn from us through AMAs through, you know, building a Slack group. Now we're doing all these things to help service those people that are the small guys, like you mentioned. But the thing is like, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of impact there too, because a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, 
could be afraid of sales. Mm-hmm. Think it's slimy. Think it's like, I don't, I don't do that. But when it comes down to it, you have to sell because if you don't have the revenue, you can't do what you want to do. Right. So ultimately the core of it always comes back to sales, whether we like it or not. So yeah, we do help those people though with the membership. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't mean like small people or anything like that, but I meant like people that don't <laughs> have a huge mean, I, team. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so people that don't have a huge team, you don't know, have that support. Um, and you know, there's a lot of salespeople in your industry, for example, that have a specific niche that they work with. Mm. So, you know, that's what that question was that some people are just very focused and their expertise in a specific type of group is specific mm. type of industry. So that's good that you're broad. You're all, you're almost all industries you can work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, everything's about context, right? It's mm. once you have a knowledge about something, then you have to provide, then you have to understand what the context of the situation is for the person to then provide them the right information. Right. So again, mm. going back to the question around like how much percentage of, well, if I could look at somebody's output, and their data, I could tell you like, you need to do more of this or less of this. That's why context is so important in all these things we're talking about, especially when you're coaching people with sales. Mm-hmm. And have you, have, was there anything that shifted your mindset in, in, in sales? Like, were you always like the first day that you started in sales, you were just killing it or. Oh, I suck. Some- <laughs> oh yeah. So what was that? What was that transition? Like what happened? Was there something inside you that happened that triggered the growth spurt that you experienced. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I was awful. So the first three months I didn't hit quota. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be in sales. Like I was like, I'm going to go like start a company. Like maybe I should go on marketing. Like, I don't know. Like I'm getting beat up mentally. I'm drained and I also suck. So it's like, this. what do I do? Where Where do I go? What is this job? They probably see millions of dollars. Like this sucks. Yeah. This is a ruse. So There's stages of my growth, and I'll talk about the stages of growth because at each point I had to, I had, there was a, there was a catalyst to getting to where I'm at today. So let's talk about the first point though. I went to my VP of sales and I was like, I told her, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this job anymore. I'm going to quit. Like, I was like, I was saying all this stuff, right? And she asked me a very important question. And like, once she asked the question, I realized like how off I was. She was like, Hey, Morgan, are you giving this role hundred percent? Mm. I was like, no, I wasn't. I I, I wasn't. I was giving it maybe like 70%, right? I wasn't going all in. And she was like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'll I'll make a deal with you. She's like, all right, if you just focus for the next 30 days, be hundred percent. And you let me know how you feel. If you like do exactly what you should do, you hit over hit quota. You feel like you got the energy back. Great. You know, you can stay here. But she was like, if you, after 30 days, if you feel like it's not for you, like I will help you go find another job. Okay, cool. Right. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm hundred percent best month I ever had. And amazing. It was a mental shift Mm -hmm. getting deeper into the details. So Mm -hmm. I was just going through the motions. I was like sending emails, making calls. I wasn't being thoughtful in the way I was doing it. So then Mm -hmm. I just started becoming more of my own personality. I started really, I started studying more. I started being more diligent. And I just started applying and then it was a, there was a massive difference. And then when I got into more selling, like when I joined 
JB sales and got into like the sales training coaching role, you know, we're selling to sales leaders. So it's a different motion because you're a full sales cycle rep. So I'm building my own pipeline, selling and delivering. And that was different for me. And there I had a disconnect as well. <clears throat> and then I was talking to John. I was like, ah, I feel like I'm doing everything I need to do. I'm doing the research. I'm being thoughtful. And he's like, yeah, but you don't care enough. I was like, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> like, I don't care enough. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I do. He's like, he's like, no, no, no. Like you're not, you don't genuinely care about how you can help. You're being thoughtful. Mm -hmm. You're doing the research, but you don't care enough Mm. and you're not being intentional in how you're listening on your sales calls. And I was like, okay, like how do I get better? He's like, okay, here's a couple things you can do. Right. So then I was like, okay, I need to get better at being more present. I need to get better at asking the right questions. I need to stop thinking about like what the next step is and just being in the moment. Yes. And then that was the difference as well and how I would sell, but also it changed the way I communicate with people because I was just more present and asking mm-hmm. the right questions and putting myself in the right place. So I would say mm-hmm. those are, there's a lot of moments, but those, those two moments, that's yeah. changing it. That's, that's amazing. And you can see that 70% that you had and then went yeah. to 100%. It was, you know, the voices that you were hearing, right? They were yep. telling you, what are you doing, dude? Like, this is stuff. <laughs> like, what they, they're telling you billions of bucks, but look, I can't even do one sale. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. It yeah. just brought you down. Someone talked to you, brought you up, got you pumped up. You started working harder. And yep. with, the, with, with, with the motivation that you started feeling inside. And then that component about caring is, like, phenomenal. Because when you yep. start. When you start operating from that side in, oh man, it just changes your sales game. And the other, the other part I wanted to mention about what you said was um, present, like being present in the conversation. I yeah. call it exclusive listening, right? Exclusive listening is, is an art, I feel, because yeah. you know when you're talking to someone, you're the mind does that because of the conditioning thousands of years ago. You just keep hearing voices. Like they're just commenting, right? They're always yep. commenting, narrating. So they start popping 100%. in while you're talking to you're nodding your head. Yep. But the other person's <laughs> talking and you just missed the whole component. Of what you're saying you missed, and you just, yeah. You missed the whole thing. It went, <laughs> yeah, it, so, it went, it went over your head. It's like, what <laughs> but you don't tell them. So you keep yeah. going. You miss crew. You miss critical stuff. But 100%. it's an art. I find it. it's an art because if you're if you're not practicing being present on off times, it's going to be very hard to do it when you're on camera or on in front of someone or whatever you're exactly. doing. Right. So I love that. That's awesome. So that just shifted everything for you. It shifted everything, and everyone's different. I just know when people tell me certain things, mm-hmm. I take that feedback to heart, and I figure out how can I change it. Mm-hmm. like whoa okay like good. that's big like that's a good point i need to go figure out how to solve that because we don't mm-hmm. you, you don't know what you don't know no once you know then it's up to you which is yes. a different conversation it's the re- like this is a deeper conversation but it's the reason why people don't read <laughs> it's the reason why people don't listen to podcasts yep. it's the reason why people mm-hmm. don't do things because they yes. would rather complain and be like i don't know the yes. answer but once you know the mm-hmm. answer it's it's up to you right and you have to live yes. with that However, mm. I want to know what's wrong because I want to figure out how to solve it because I would rather solve it than do the same thing that's blocking me from success. Mm-hmm. And when you work with people, you must notice that with people as well, right? Like with sales, you know, people that are in SDR, you probably see that part of them that, hey, 
I'm showing you, I'm teaching you, but they're just not grasping it. Or now they know they're not doing anything with it. The mm-hmm. mindset stuff. What do you, what do you do to overcome that with those type of individuals? Okay. So this, this, this might hurt somebody out here, but, but we got, we no, got to tell okay. You know what? We got to tell straightforward. Exactly. I say stuff to people like they get upset. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell it how it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't want you don't I don't want you to like me. I'm going to tell you how it, you know, <laughs> how, how things are going to help you. I'm going to tell you that. Right. So go for it. Is that I'll always keep it 100, but I give you the humble disclaimer. This might hurt you. Yeah. So when it hurts you, yeah. you already know. <laughs> you already know what yeah. the deal is. Yeah. So the reason most people. Don't take advice is because of their ego. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, there's a hint of it where it's like, is that person credible? Like. Sure. Whatever. That's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Of course. Small part, though. The massive part is the ego. Yes. Now, let's I talk agree about 100%. this. 100%. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it, right? And I would love mm-hmm. to hear like your take on it, too, because I think yes, we, agree, we agree on this. Yeah. So, yes. You would rather be the hero. Everyone wants to be the hero, right? You watch movies, you watch TV shows, you align with the hero. So you're like, you know what? I want to be the person that finds out the strategy. I want to be the person that finds out the technique. I want to be the one who it's quoted because I figured it out versus I took advice from someone else and it really was their idea. So I always have to live with the fact I got it from someone else. So it wasn't me. But at the end of the day, no one's going to look at your W2 and be like, well, yeah, you took advice from <laughs> Eric. Um, so we're, we're going to give Eric a 30% cut <laughs> because yeah. of that advice. No one. No one's Dude, doing that. No one does do that. No. But that's what we think. We think that at the end of the year, IRS is going to put I'm like, well, uh, yeah. So uh, 50%. You listen to Todd and he's got to get. No, that doesn't yeah, happen. Doesn't so our mm. egos detract us from success because we want to be the person that that developed that idea versus, yes. hey, this person's giving good advice. Let me just do it. And if it works, yeah. great. If it doesn't work, yeah. it wasn't my idea anyway. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah, that is the biggest reason mm. why people can't be successful. And it happens more in sales than any other mm. field that I've seen. Yeah. So when people don't take advice, it has to do mostly with their mm. ego that they can't mm. take advice from someone else because they're like, nah, this is me. This this should be this should be my thing. And that's a and I and I've been there. So I get it. However, it's a mm. it's a it's a mindset that will yeah. you will lose money, will leave money on the table. You won't be as successful as you want to be. And you'll look back on it being like, why was I like that? Mm. So true. And you know, I it reminds me of of growing up and I remember when even my, my dad would try to teach me something I would, I would like, mm. you know, and then people, teachers, it's like, I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, you know, like, even if I would pay someone for a program, I would tell them, I'll tell no. still better. No, 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 that's, that's not how it is. It's, let's do it this way. Right. Kind of thing. So it, it, that like ego, yeah, yeah, that ego would kept. Throwing me in a trap, throwing me in a rabbit hole. Like it was just, yeah. it was just insane. Once I f- realized that I need to separate myself from my mind. Yeah. I need to create that gap. Once you create that gap and you realize what you truly are mm. and you start operating from that place, you start observing your mind. You start observing your self-awareness is a huge problem, right? In society, like billions of people are not self-aware. So when they, you know, you say things or do things, you don't realize it, but those conditioned voices are, are kind of maneuvering you where you need to go. Yeah. 
But once you create that gap, you take control. Now you're telling your mind what to do. You're focused. You're controlling your thoughts. You're controlling what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're learning, right? What you, how you're growing is just a next level. So I completely agree with you. And it's, it's not like one person or one society or another. It's just massive. Like in general, the ego has developed over like thousands of years. Like it's just like cultures, countries, you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It truly has. Yeah. And, and it's tough, you know, when you're working with someone, um, you know, some people might not even like, for example, in clubhouse, I don't know if you go to clubhouse, do you go from from time to time? I'll pop in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clubhouse, like you'll 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 see that there's so much knowledge being shared, right? And there's many times I'll hear the same knowledge, but in different verbiage. Mm. So, and you keep seeing it, seeing it, hearing it, hearing it, and then I don't know if it's me. I don't know if anybody else notices it either. But yeah, it's being changed so much that I, it just looks like that that ego ball, you know, kind of going from <laughs> yeah. one person to another. But okay, yeah, like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna change that up. It's now my mind. It's mine. I, I'm the guy. Yeah. Who did this. Okay, great. <laughs> now someone else got it. So it yeah, just yeah. keeps like a rabbit, you know. So it's going yeah, off exactly because in sales is such a beautiful. It's a beautiful. I love sales. Like it's so beautiful when you're doing it, right? Yeah. But, but it's the it's the ego. Like I I agree with you so much. I'm so happy to meet you. Like talk about this stuff because Absolutely. we align a lot of this. We do. And and, and you mentioned something. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm I'm flipping the interview. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it on you because I have a question for you. No you no no said, please. Because you said you love sales, right? So yeah. If you could define sales in one word, what would it be? One word. One word. Service. Okay, service. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you know. Basically, when you operate from a, a level of service, yeah, and it's hard. It's, it's you can't just you can't like you can you can write affirmations like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm super I'm happy. I like I I am, I I I'm in service every single day to other people. I'm in service to other people every single day. I'm in service forever. You can mm. do that. Yes, it will, it, will, it will over time you'll start noticing it, right? Yeah. But the problem is that it is way deeper than that. It's way yeah. deeper than that because when you operate from other people's point of view, like when, like for example, for me, when I talk to someone, I'm speaking to their essence and I'm speaking to their personality. I'm speaking yeah. to different components of them. Like when with you, like I'm, I don't, I'm just engaged in, in all mm. areas, right? Like I'm, I want to know who this person is, right? So absolutely, that service when you're coming with that service in sales. The other person subconsciously picks it up because it's true. Yeah. When you're showing that you're caring and when you're delivering something that's going to make a change and you believe it, they feel it. You can't they lie. That, that, that invisible stuff that doesn't lie. So, yeah, so yeah. No, that connection is there 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why your, your, your coach, was it? Or someone that told you to you know, care, you're not caring, is because yeah, he yeah, yeah. saw that. He felt yeah. it. He yeah. felt before you didn't have to say it to him. He knew he knew it. Knew it immediately. He knew it. That's the power of the senses. When you when you start understanding who you really are, you know, you start coming from that place, you start understanding people and you start able to serve them better. So I always say I recommend to always hire people like you to improve mm. your skills, but especially people like you that are doing that part as well. Making them yeah. aware on the ego side, making them aware of the self, and making them aware of caring and all those components that, that the power center of sales, 
You yeah. know, strategies are great, but that's the power center, right? <laughs> it is. It is. It truly yeah. is. Yeah. So I hope that this interview goes, you know, viral and a lot of people come and approach you and you're serving people all day long, my, my friend Morgan. And I'm going to, whatever I can help, I want to help too. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then are you looking to kind of get into any businesses or startups or anything like that? Are you working on any kind of new ventures? No, I would say, you know, going back to the membership, and that's the biggest piece right now. We've worked with a lot of people like the Salesforces, the Slacks and the Zooms of the world. So we've been we've been very fortunate to get into those type of enterprise companies and train their sales reps. We're really focusing on the people that are the solo, the solopreneurs, the people that are getting into their own businesses and things of that nature, which is why we're doubling down on our membership program. That's like our main focus. And that's like the venture. So like the Slack that I mentioned, like building a Slack right now, right? So like we're doing that. So like these are things that we're doing to continuously bolster our community and, and allow for engagement and, and get in, in results. So yes. this, and this this is my name thing of the game. Yeah, this is my thing around like personal brands. And then also like when you start speaking and things of that nature, like when you first start doing any type of content or speaking, the first thing that mm-hmm. you're looking for is a feeling of appreciation. So people are like, yo, I felt great after your talk. Yo, that felt amazing, yeah. right? And that's great. They, they need it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's amazing. But at yeah. the same time, like, yeah. that actually doesn't, long-term doesn't do anything for you. And, and that, again, this is temporary. So people are like, wait, what? The reason I'm telling you that is because feelings are, free to, are fleeting. Results are overlasting. If someone feels good about something that they did, cool. But if you could give them results like, hey, like I actually went through your your coaching, your training, and, and I was able to like increase my sales by 120%. We don't, there is no, <laughs> that's that's objective, right? That's like black and white. Like I, I got you 120% of wherever you're at. Feeling or no feeling, that's result. And so that's like where my main focus is, is like, yeah, you can feel good. That's great. We want that. But I also want you to come back and be like, I actually got results from this. Because then, then we could see like there was real impact there. Feel if I have feeling and results, that's incredible. Like that's like the ultimate goal, but results over everything because that's what's gonna impact your life. That's gonna that's what's gonna impact your family, right? Your grandkids, like it goes deeper, right? So someone could feel good, but like that's fleeting. I want you to get the results because that's real impact for your entire family, right? Everything across the board. And sales, you know, and especially in business, you know, a lot of people that get into it, they keep trying to get that popularity right yeah as thinking that's the success you know sure right but but it's the results like you said is what you're bringing in yeah is is what you need to calculate what did i produce today yeah by the end of the day i'm going to bed i'm, I'm putting my head on my pillow what did i do today right? yeah what is what was the result right what exactly did I, you know re- review your day right so this is this is great and and do you have um, any kind of a suggestion or recommendation to someone in, in you know, as a rep, yeah, like a SDR, on a daily basis, they could do to keep themselves motivated to do this type of work. Some days you'll feel not motivated. There are days that I wake up, you may feel the same. Can't speak for you, but you may feel the same. And I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling this today. <laughs> You wake up like, oh, this is a, take this a day is off. A, yeah. Like I just, I just, I'm not feeling it. Like I'm going to be honest. Like I feel like 
You know, yeah. people will watch my content and they'll watch me and they think I'm fired up and motivated every single day. And yeah. there are days, some days yeah. I literally wake up and I'm like, this is not it. I really yeah. don't want to do anything. I want to cancel every call and see you tomorrow. Like I'm just being real, right? That's literally sometimes yeah, that's I true. wake up and I, like, everybody does. that's yes. how I feel. Yeah. There's a difference though, is that discipline trumps that though. If I'm disciplined, there are days where I'm not motivated, but I'm just disciplined and I know I need to do these things. My commitment to what I need to do outweighs how I feel that day. There are days where I'm going to be, yep. And there are going to be days where I'm like, ah. And so what I would tell people what they need to do, and I actually I actually did this like a couple of days ago. I took it to another degree, but I've actually done this for the past, like for a long time, but I actually put it in my phone to even get deeper is before you go to bed, Write out what do you need to do to make the next day great to accomplish the goals you set out. You have to task yourself. Just like in college, in high school, they told you you have to go to these classes for X amount of hours to get this diploma. You have to task yourself to be like, how many hours, how many things do I need to do to hit my goals? And once you start doing that every night, being like, it takes like you know, 15, 20 minutes. Okay, cool. Like I need to work out. I need to make 30 calls. I need to follow up with three clients. I need to write five personalized emails. If you do that every single day, you're good. You have to treat as a sales rep, you have to treat the year like a, a sports season. Most teams don't go undefeated, right? There's, there's, there's only a couple teams in history that have gone undefeated the entire season. Except, but the thing is, we put pressure on ourselves to go undefeated every day. That's not possible, right? So all you need to figure out is, can I win more weeks than lose weeks? So it's 52 weeks in the year. So like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to go 40 and 52. I don't know the math on that, but that's a, that's, a, that's a solid record, right? 40 and 52. That's amazing, right? If you get below 500, you're going to lose the year. So as long as I'm above 500, that gets you in the playoffs, right? And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get into the playoffs yeah. because that gives me an opportunity to win the championship. But if you're below 500, mm -hmm. if, you, if you win 20 weeks out of 52, yeah, you're, that year is going to suck for you. It just is. I can, I can, I can is. identify your year by how many weeks that you've won, mm. which is why every day you have to write out those goals. Yes. And, and try to do that. Great like, recommendation. Right. The goal is like, I want to win 52 years. I want to win 52 weeks out of the year, but that's not possible, right? Because if you take vacation for a week, that's a win for your, you know, your mental and your health and things of that nature, but that you have no wins that week from a business standpoint because you took off, right? So they're going to be like bye weeks, just like they have in the NFL. They're going to be all-star weekends <clears throat> like they have in the NBA. So you're, you're not going to win that week, right? And they're going to be weeks that are just bad. Like everything you do just doesn't work in sales. It's inevitable. But if I can win above 500 for the year, that gets me in the playoffs. And if I can get in the playoffs, that means I have an opportunity to win the championship. And I think if you think about that as a sales rep, you will win. You don't need to win every single week. Yeah. You just need to be above 500. That's all you got to do. So when you talk about discipline, right? You know, <laughs> so what I was saying is that discipline, you know, 
there's people that fall off the wagon, right? Sure. Like they'll be, they'll be making the goals and write a few, four or five days. Yeah. And then something happens, you know, especially if they're having a few days, sure. no action, no sales, whatever. It's like mm. they, they fall off and they start hearing those voices and it kind of deteriorate where someone like you comes, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then they go, right. It's, it's, it's actually quite common. So what do you Very do? Common. Uh, what do you do with clients in that sense for that kind of work? Yeah. So it's like, how can we keep reps to stay focused and not get distracted essentially? Right. Yeah, but keep that discipline, like how you have that discipline, how yeah. you help others have that discipline. Three things. If you're, if you're listening out there, I would write these down. If you do these three things, you will not be distracted. I'm writing it too. <laughs> you will not be distracted. You will be more focused than everyone that you work with. I, I, I guarantee you because most people don't do this. Is this a is this a super entrepreneurs podcast exclusive? <laughs> exclusive. This is and I, I I'm gonna give y'all the this is this is where I also have to do this. I'm gonna give you the germ facts and what I mean the sanitizer facts. So what I mean by that is it 99.99% will work. Right. So, okay, I can't <laughs> so, so I'm gonna use that, okay, if you don't mind. Did you ever hear me saying that? <laughs> I, I I I I asked for permission live. So, yes, you got uh, it. You got it. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna give you the hand sanitizer. Okay. 99.99% of the time this will work, right? Because we can't, okay, we can't give you 100% guarantees they're going to come after us. Yeah. So, but we'll give you the hand sanitizer, right? So, <laughs> so these are the three things. So and, true. and again, I promise you, if you do these things, you'll come, you'll message me in 30 days. It'll be like, Morgan, I've never gotten so much done in my life. I gave my friend to this the other day. It's only been a week. And he's like, Morgan, I feel like I'm already in 2024 right now. Amazing. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Okay. So let's go. So let's go. Number one, again, this is going to hurt some of y'all to do. I promise you got to do it, though. It's okay. Turn off all the notifications. Turn them all off. Every single sound you have, every single thing that comes up on your screen, all those noises in Slack and LinkedIn, turn them all off. Turn them off. The only thing that you should have to notify you is a phone call. And this is even deeper. I got this from uh, Patrick Bet David. Valuetainment, if you haven't checked it out, great, great channel. And he says that when people call you, you should have only a certain amount of people that you answer the phone for when you're in deep work or you're doing mm -hmm. something important. Yes. So obviously Top that five. might be like a significant other, a mom, a close friends. If they call, I will answer the phone. Obviously not now. I wouldn't be like, yo. <laughs> yeah, 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 how's it going? <laughs> I'm in an interview. You come this weekend. Yeah, I'm coming this weekend. <laughs> Not that. Don't do it in the middle of podcast <laughs> or a sales call. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like you're doing. Work, yeah, of course. Right, you're type, and yes. then like you see. Okay, so I'm, I'll answer. Like, what's going on, right? But if it's anyone outside of that, don't answer the phone. Okay. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. If they call you three times, then answer. It's emergency. Yes. You have to stick to these rules in this process. But I pro turn off the notification. Some of you are like, "Oh, what, what if I miss an email?" In sales, we're not, we're not, we're not surgeons. We're not, we're not yeah. operating on the ER table. <laughs> so you gotta be here now. You gotta cover. You gotta sell. Right now, we gotta sell this person. Right now, right? <laughs> no, so it's no emergency. Relax. Set times to go check your email and get it done in batches. Don't check your email. That's wasting your time every single minute. So that's number one. Turn off all your notifications. Once you do this, you're going to realize, wow, it's peaceful. Like, I don't hear anything at any point in time. I go where I need to go when I need to go there. And I've been doing this for the past three years and I have not missed anything. No one has come after me being like, where are you? What is going on? 
my text mm-hmm. messages, people aren't like, why didn't you? T-? I get to it when I get to it. And I have not missed anything since doing that. I'm more focused. So let's go to number two, deep yeah. work. You need, you need dedicated time for deep work. And I'm going to explain what that means. And then I'm going to tell you why that's, why this is important. So most people have a nine to five, right? I know the entrepreneur podcast, but literally most people like, do you employ, right? They're nine to five. That's what they're doing now. That's eight hours. Most people don't work eight hours. They probably work 45 minutes to an hour. Because they're distracted. It's different right? when it's at home. Right. They're distracted. They're like, oh, the, you know, oh, yeah. the YouTube video. Oh, I'm in, again, notifications. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. I'm in Slack. Da, da, da. You just wasted five, six hours. Oh, oh, I have a lunch break. I'm going to go out for an hour to go eat. I'm going to go take a walk. Why eat? I've been working all day. You really haven't. So the thing is like, <laughs> you just wasted all this time and you really actually haven't worked at all. So you just wasted yeah. eight hours of your day. So this is especially important for entrepreneurs because I'm assuming a lot of people probably wake up early. Again, when I say this, this is not hustle culture. Let's wake up early. I'm just telling you why it's beneficial for you to wake up early. I'm just going to give you logic. So I get up at 4.34, right? I've, I've progressed towards that. I, used, I went from seven to six to five, et cetera. Now you can wake up five and do the same thing. When you wake up, whatever you do, meditate, pray, read, work out, eat. Once you're done with that, you need to block off two at least two hours, three hours of sitting down and getting work done. Projects, emails, people you need to thank. Is this part of the deep work? This is all part of the deep work, right? Because everyone's deep work might be different, right? Looking at your business, look at your KPIs, reaching out to people. Who do I need to partner with? How can we expand our business? Uninterrupted. You should have your phone. I, like when I do it, my phone is in a different room, silent. I, I, this is me. I sit in the dark. <laughs> that's just, that's just how I work. So people meet me and need lights, get a crystal. I don't care what you do. Just find your music. I have music. That's like lo-fi. I have no words. Cause I want to focus again. Everybody's different. Maybe you could do musical words. Maybe you want mu- movie music. I don't care what you do, but for two to three hours, no notifications, no anything, no email, pure work for two to three hours. What will this do? If you do work for two to three hours every single morning, which is, which is what I do, you will be ahead for the entire week. I guarantee if you do, if you do this, sure. if you do this on Monday, if you listen to exactly what I said, 10%. you will be ahead of everyone. Yes. yes. And you'll be like, you'll, you'll go into the workday because at nine o'clock, right? Because we just did it all early. You're going to be like, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I, I, I'm done. I can yeah. I could be done with work by three o'clock. All I got to do is meet with people. Yeah. And then I got my day. You yeah. can spend time with your kids. Mm. You can spend time with yourself mm-hmm. and what you should be doing more reading, more videos, more education, because guess what you're doing. Every night you should be pumping yourself with more knowledge. It's just like, I got this cup, right? It's not filled up right now, but like this cup is empty. So what happens is when you do the deep work, you empty out your cup. So you can't go the next morning and do deep work again with an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You're going to get distracted. I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm going to go on TikTok. No, you need to every night fill yourself up. You don't need uh, five hours to do this, but just read an article, watch a YouTube video, listen to a podcast in the background. So then when you get up the next morning, your cup is filled to then do the deep work again. And then it's a cycle. Then we keep doing it. We keep doing it. 
And then you'll notice it's a compounding effect. If you do this for three months, 90 days, you're like, wow, I'm already in 2025. Because you're doing deep work that, again, like I said, most people are not doing. People don't have dedicated time mm-hmm. to be like, what projects do I need to work on? How do I strategically yeah. get into here? What should I be doing here? We live in a yeah. reactive. We should be in a proactive. Thought pattern, yeah. right? That was just number two. We're not even number three yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I was excited for number that was, three. That was just, right? I'm looking forward to number <laughs> three. That was, just, <laughs> that was just that piece there, right? Yeah. So now that you're like, you have all these things done, this is, this is going to hit some of y'all really hard. It hit me really hard. And number three is, is fairly new, actually. I only used to give two. But three is what will keep you focused and will not derail you. So I was in Miami for Art Basel. For Art Basel, the art show. I was there for crypto, things of that nature. I was, I was looking to learn. I want to educate myself. Education is really important. Be a student, be a scholar. Everyone there was really awesome to connect with. And I went by myself. I like going to places by myself. That's just me. I'm very comfortable with myself. That's another thing that I would suggest you get comfortable with yourself, right? Because you got better conversations. And I met with this person and we just like, we were just like chopping it up. Like we were just hanging out. And I told him like what my vision was. And what he said to me, shock. And then I was like, this is what I have to add to this. He said, what you have is great, but you're thinking in a five to six year window. And he said, that's great because most people don't think that way. But he said, I know you're capable of more than that. So what I need you to think about is a 50 to 60 window. I was like, okay, so like, that's cool. But what does that mean? He said, okay. He said, the work that you're putting in now, does it only support you and the wealth you're trying to create? Or does it support the, your great grandkids wealth? I just, it, I gave me goosebumps when, when I heard that. I, it gives me goosebumps again. And I hope I want y'all to sit on that one. So like, he asked me, is the work and the execution you're doing right now only helping you with your wealth or your great grandkids wealth? That's a different conversation. So I was like, yeah, okay. That's the difference between a five, six year window of thinking versus a 50 to 60 year window of thinking. Because then if I execute that, that's going to provide for the entire family, not just immediate family. So yeah, once I talked to him about that, I was like, wow. So I was like, the third thing is you have to remember every single day that this is for your great gang kids. This is for your legacy. So if you slack, who's going to pick it up? Who's going to step up? Now, if your family's already well off, that's cool. But like, who is really going to take that torch? And if you've made it this far, you're probably the person that's supposed to do that. So every day that you're like, ah, I'm not feeling it. Now you got to think about, okay, what about my great can? Cause what they may not have a chance to say, I'm not feeling it because they have nothing to go to because you didn't provide. So that's, that's a deep, deep level. But once you like, once you have that, you're like, I, I, I don't have any choice, but to do this. I don't this have any great. choice. Yeah. There's no choice. No it's choice. Like, oh, Oh, you know, it's not a good day. It's too much snow. Yeah. <laughs> too much snow. Hot, it's cold. Hot, yeah. Put let's a jacket call on. Hot chocolate. Let's get a hot chocolate. Let's, you know, let's let's watch some movies, yeah. whatever. Let's relax. But then, boom, 
you start thinking, yeah. you start seeing faces of your great, great grandkids, right? Yeah. That you're like, so we got to get after it. Yeah. Yeah. This is incredible, Morgan. This is great. Thank you so much for sharing it. You know, in the audience, if anybody's yeah. looking at this to implement this, um, I want to show you, like for me, some of these points I have. So this one, my, see my desktop. Yeah. So my phone is all blank. No icons, wow. nothing. All my notifications are completely off. The only notifications, SMS and uh, phone. Yeah. I don't, I didn't implement uh, the, you know, the top five people that call, answer them. I just don't, I just don't do, I just don't even look at the phone, especially in the morning. Yeah. 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 And, and for me, I do the, you know, the, the solid two, three hour work in the beginning in the, in the right in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I don't do that. I just throughout, I just, you know, you just kind of go into the, the work. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that. I love that because it triggered something in me that I know if I make this a new paradigm and if I start doing two to three hours in the morning, yeah, I can completely shift the time I have available in the evening with the kids and, and other things. Right. So when you were talking about that, it started kind of put me into that whole, yeah, the big picture, the big picture, like looking at it, like at a weeks or months. Yeah. Out, and looking in to say how much work I can get done and his focus and I can you know, spend, and, 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 yeah. and and let's let's add to that point. Right. Because we got a lot of entrepreneurs yeah. listening and you're probably like, OK, like, yeah, let me make sure that you like you do this. Like, I, I cannot stress yeah. this enough how much you can change your life. So as an entrepreneur, right, mm -hmm. like you are even if you're a solopreneur at some point, maybe you have people that you have on, like, on a contract. And if you are entrepreneur, obviously you are the CEO of your company. So you have people you have to delegate to. So I want you all to think about yeah. this. If you're doing deep work in the morning you're probably writing briefs, you're probably doing strategy and you're working on the business instead of like you're in the business, right? If you're doing that, then what you can do is when work starts, you can delegate immediately. You could say, hey, mm -hmm. I did this this morning. Can you, can you review this? Yeah. Hey, I did this this morning. Yeah. Can you execute on it? And guess what? You feel good. You feel good. And so now you Ooh. have people executing yeah. on your behalf and you can work yeah. on the next thing because at the end of the day, guess what? They're going to send you the edits of what you sent. So you could look at it again in the morning. That's why you also have to do it. You need to get, give people something to third, do as soon as the day starts. Yeah, for sure. Well, you'd be clear and focused yeah. because you're not thinking, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Oh, yeah. Hey, I did what I needed to do today. I'm, I'm a king. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm feeling good. Let's get know? after it. I can just yeah. delegate. Yeah, I can just go out. Let's just yeah. let's do things. You know, I can. you can go on people's sales calls with them. You can mm -hmm. help them out. You can do so much good. And that third part, the third point that you mentioned about 50 to 60 years, it really, it, it comes back to kind of service, right? Yeah, because, it does. You know, you're, you're, yeah, because you're thinking of servicing your great, great grandkids, right? Absolutely. So it's the same way, you know, and that mentality is so powerful when you, when you start your day, just feeling everyone. Yeah. Like feeling the entire globe population, all the living, living creatures, humans, yeah. everything. You just, you just feel them and you're just thinking about that. You're doing things and wanting to serve everyone and mm. your family. That mentality, you start producing better quality work. You start yeah. becoming clear in mind. You, you, you're not just focus on you, 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 right? You're not 100%. get, get, get. You're, yeah. you're trying to do things for others. It opens up something. So I it love does. this. It does. I love this share. Thank you. It, I, we always like to ask our guests what they're, I, I kind of know the answer, but I want <laughs> you to maybe give it, but what their innermost superpower they feel it is that got them to this point in life today. 
Wow. <clears throat> like in inner yeah. so what I think it is, That's I think it's the determination, right? The determine because you're you're a very determined individual what you're doing so maybe that's it but anything like internally what you feel what's that superpower that got you to this point i i would say it's it's definitely the the, the tenacity determination yet it's something deeper than that that i've realized that mm -hmm. i can do pretty well so i'm determined to find the information that's that is actually mm -hmm. part of it however what i'm able to do is take information and quickly execute on it I can absorb a lot of information and figure out how to distill it to mm -hmm. make it very simple to teach people and also very simple mm -hmm. for me to execute on it. So because mm -hmm. I intake so much information, I'm able to be like, okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. I need to do this year, this year. And I don't, and I don't have to like do a whole lot of processing. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. And I can go. And the thing is I'm willing to ask people for that help. And then as soon as they give me the advice, the next day I can do it. And they're like, wow, that's exactly what I said. Where, you know, some people because everybody's different, right? Some people might take the information. They might like figure out like, how does this work? I'm able to take mm. any information. Just like when John was like, Hey, you need to care more Then I was like, okay, that makes sense. A couple of days, I made a couple of adjustments yeah. and I was able to immediately take action on it. So for me, I am, I am a, a like a computer. <laughs> I mean, our brains are computers, but I'm like a, 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 a real life computer. If you give me the Perfect. software to upgrade, I will yeah. process it very quickly and I can go do <laughs> it. But if I don't have the upgrade, yeah. if I don't have the information, if I don't have the software, that's where I struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, a, your, your res, it proves that you're resourceful as well. Yeah. You're detail oriented. Um, and if you can bring that into other people and yeah. show them that and, and, and spark something in their life or in their way of doing business and kudos to you, to you. And, and I, I wish you all the success in the world and as many people that you can change lives all over the globe. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping and wishing that you get there because yeah. this kind of information is what makes people's is lives better. It's not a, you know, money is good. Success is good. Yeah. But if you don't have that fulfillment, if you don't have that, that sense of, of others, yeah. Um, it, it, it just, it just feels empty. You know, it's great. What you're doing is, is, is phenomenal. Again, you know, I would love for you to keep in touch. I Absolutely. made some of the, the best relationships on this show. Yeah. So, it's, you know, anytime you're in Toronto, I'll hit uh, you up. do DM me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'll do when the same the in six. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's great, my friend Morgan. And I'm, I'm, I was uh, like, again, it's an honor to have you on the show. Yeah. And please, if anytime you have something that you want to talk about, you want to come on the show again, just email Ken. And uh, we'll get you on here. And again, wish you all the best. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for inviting me. And I had a blast. And, and thank you so much once again.